Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings. How can you know that you're saved? How can you know that you're going to heaven? Is there a way to be able to tell? Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know where I'm going to go when I die. I want to help you understand. And before we do that, I just want to thank you so much for listening. Look, we we are going to hit half a million streams this year. I just believe it. And it's because of people like you who are listening and sharing. Please help us by sharing this podcast if it speaks to you. Um, that way more people can hear it. And uh, especially this episode because people are going to get saved. I believe that. And if you want to join our donor team, we got two extra partners yesterday. So we are, we are up to 17 out of 100. We need 100 partners to give $30 a month or $1 a day. That means we need 83 more. So if you want to be on our team, help me as I travel the nation and the globe this year, as well as uh, going on a tour with Sean Foyt, starting up a kingdom school. It's an in-person school, hiring a videographer. There's so many things to do, and we need a budget for that. So please consider uh, giving if any of my content has blessed you and if you appreciate this podcast. You can do that at shanewinnings.com. You can sign up. Just click the Give button. You could become a monthly donor. And then DM me on Instagram. That way I can confirm you and uh, you can be in our monthly donor Zooms. Really excited for those. Just to meet the team of donors and uh, for all of us to just commune with each other for a little bit once a month. So thank you for that. Now let's talk about this. How can you know that you're saved? What do you think? When someone asks you, well, how do you know that you're a Christian? What do you say? Well, I prayed a prayer one time. Or I go to church every Sunday. That, those things are not in the Bible. Actually, nowhere was it preached that if you just pray this prayer one time, you will definitely go to heaven. I'm not trying to create fear or anything like that. I just want us to understand what we're talking about. I want us to understand what Jesus said. Jesus preached about roads. He preached about paths. He said that there's a wide road of destruction and many are on it. And then there is a narrow path that leads through a narrow gate. And he said, few find it. And he talks about the one who endures to the end. John 3.16, you know, we all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will never die, but have eternal life. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. So he's, he's painting a picture here. These aren't just one-liners that we can pull out. Jesus paints a picture. Even in the New Testament, in the letters that Paul writes and others, in Romans specifically, he says, that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace we have been saved through faith. Remember, faith is believing in something that you can't see or feel or touch or hear audibly. Faith is, is the, the evidence of things hoped for, the, subst- the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So it's for by grace you've been saved through faith, 
not of yourselves. It's a gift from God, not by works, lest anyone should boast. So the Bible paints a clear picture here that it's absolutely by faith. We are 100% saved by our faith in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. There's no work you can do. There's nothing you can earn. In fact, if we believe that we should get what we deserve, what we all deserve is hell. Because Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's a free gift of salvation. And again, in Ephesians 2.8, it says, um, for by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So multiple places it talks about the gift. God gave us something that we didn't earn, deserve, didn't even know we needed. We have the ability to be saved through him. This is important that I'm starting with this because there may be some of you listening and you are not saved. Let me tell you that that. You can't just be a, a good person. That doesn't exist. The Bible says that there is none who does good. There's none righteous, not even one person. That our good works, everything we do, is like filthy rags before the Lord. That you might think that you have some good in you, but the Bible says you were once in darkness, and then the light of the world came, who is Jesus, and shone himself in our hearts. It didn't say you were partially dark or you had some darkness in you or you dabbled in darkness, it says you were darkness. This is important for us to understand. Colossians 1 says that we were alienated, we were cut off, enemies of God, hostile towards him because of the wicked works of our mind. We are not born good people. We are born wretched and in desperate need of God. And so by calling out to him by faith, we're born again, we're given a new heart, we're given new desires. And listen, not everyone has the same experience. Not everyone has some wild, you know, encounter with God. Remember, we're not saved by grace through the tingles or through a vision or through whatever, tears even. We're saved by grace through faith. It's when you come to God by faith and you say, Lord, the, the Bible says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us, to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So you come to God and you confess. The word confession means to say the same thing. God says you're a sinner, and when you confess, you're saying, you're right. Yes, I am. And so you come to God and you say, Lord, I have sinned. You are right. And I've fallen short of your glory, and I need you. And I recognize I can never earn righteousness. I could never earn salvation. I could never make it to heaven. I don't deserve to be with you. But I believe that you love me so much because Romans 5.8 says, For God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Lord, I believe that. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that you paid the price for my life, Jesus, even while I was a sinner so that I could be born again. And today, I ask you to cleanse me. Forgive me of all my sin. Cleanse me of unrighteousness. Give me a new heart new desires. I want to live for you. I want to give you my whole life right now. I want to be born again. I want to belong to you. I want you to be my father, my Lord, my master, my savior, and my best friend.
I give everything to you. I believe what the word says. I believe you came. You lived a sinless, perfect life. You died on the cross for my sins and the sins of the world. I believe that you rose again on the third day by the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that you then ascended into heaven and you sit at the right hand of the Father. And I believe you're coming back again one day as a king and a judge. And I want to belong to you and your kingdom. Guys, confessing something like that by faith is all it is. But then again, that's not all it is. It's not all about a one-time confession because anyone could spout off a, a little something like that. There's a reason that Jesus says, the one who endures. There's a reason that Paul writes in, in Colossians, if indeed you continue in the faith. There's a reason that there's multiple verses that talk about whoever endures to the end. There's a reason Jesus preached a parable about seeds and some were plucked and some the thorns choked out and some produced a harvest. The real question of this podcast was how can you know that you're a Christian? And I don't think it's because you can say, well, I prayed a prayer one time because there's not a lot of confidence there. Let me ask you a question. If you were to die right now and stand before God, how would you feel? Would you and God be on good terms in your mind? I'm not asking for what the Bible says. How would you feel? I have confidence. I haven't lived a perfect life, but I've been born again. I've been cleansed. I've been washed by the blood, and I've spent time with God. And He's my friend, and I love Him, and I know that He loves me. And I'm not as close as I wish I could be to Him, but guess what? I'm still alive, and I can still pursue Him. But if I were to die right now, I'll tell you that I have confidence in Him because I believe that He knows me. Does God know you? Here's one way that you can assure that you're known by God. And this is a way to answer the question of how can I know that I'm saved? How can I know that I'm truly a Christian? The Bible says that God is a good and perfect father. So let me ask you a question. Actually, let me add another thing here. The Bible says that God chastens or disciplines, corrects, rebukes, guides, leads his kids. And that if you are his child, that's what he's going to do to you. And to not despise it, don't look down upon the, the discipline of the Lord. He's doing it because he loves you. I have a son. Imagine if he were to grow up and I allowed him to do anything he wanted at any time and I never corrected him. Would that be very loving of me? What if I let my son run wild with gangs and stuff like that and do drugs and be out at all hours of the night and I never said anything? Would you think that I'm a good father? Well, I would hope that you would say, no, Shane, that would not be something a good father would do. Because a good father would not allow his child to do whatever they wanted because a child left to do whatever they want will result in their destruction. They will make 
horrible mistakes and errors, some of which might not be recoverable on the earth. The blood of Jesus forgives and cleanses any sin, but there are still human consequences we must face. A good father prepares his child for the world. A good father, a biblical father, raises his child in the ways of the Lord so that when they age, they do not depart. So let me ask you this. Is God fathering you? Can you live however you want and you never feel convicted? Can you go out and do anything you want and God will not speak to you? Now, I remember growing up 25 years in the church and I could play worship drums on a weekend and go out that night and get smashed and on alcohol and do whatever I wanted. And I felt no conviction at all. I didn't hear God talking to me, telling me not to do it. I didn't feel bad. I manipulated people. I lied. I deceived. I, I, I was a horrible person. And I didn't feel bad about it. Because everyone else was doing it. I'll tell you something. I thought I was a Christian until I became one. Because when I got born again... Man, I got a new heart. All of a sudden, I, I, I wouldn't even think of doing that stuff. Thinking right now about going out to some bar and drinking until I black out, doing stupid stuff, not only does that not sound fun to me, it sounds absolutely horrible. And it's not even because, oh, well, you're this preacher and people might recognize. No, I'm talking about if I could go to some foreign country where no one knew who I was, no one would ever find out, and I, and I had the opportunity to do it, I would not want to because it's not who I am anymore. God has changed my heart. And not only that, even the thought of doing it, I know that God sees it. It doesn't matter who I could scam, who I could pull the wool over their eyes, who I could lie to and try to save face. God sees, and I actually care about that. And if I were to go do something like that, I would have so much conviction. It would eat away at me. I would feel absolutely horrible. Even now, there's times when maybe I, I speak out of emotion. I say something that it wasn't calculated. It, it, was, it came off the wrong way or, you know, I fill in the blank. God corrects me. If not instantly, it's a short time later. Hey, you need to apologize. Hey, you shouldn't have said that. Hey. You shouldn't have posted that. Hey, why? Because he's a good father and he won't let me live however I want. That is my security, is that God is truly fathering me. I mean, think about it, guys. This is, there is not a human being on this earth that is doing this to me. It is God in heaven who is teaching me, guiding me, correcting me. There's times when he has to discipline me. He's chastening me. And he's loving me. And I have such a security and a comfort knowing that he won't just let me do anything. 
But I also have this piece of me where I don't want to do anything because my heart has been made new. That is the coolest thing in the world to me. One day I was totally fine living one way and the next day I totally wasn't. One day I could watch any TV show I wanted and it didn't matter. I could watch the latest series on whatever it didn't. Who cares? We're all going to be talking about it at small group. The next day I get born again and I begin to think about things. And a couple years later, a lot of shows I used to watch fell off. And now seven years born again, I pretty much don't watch anything except cooking shows and like Little House on the Prairie with my family and uh, maybe Bear Grylls. Why? God is constantly refining me. There were shows that I would watch that weren't even filthy. They just had worldly humor in there. And God said, do you think that I laugh at that, Shane? And my heart was cut, and I was like, oh my gosh, my, my sense of humor is wrong. I have a worldly sense of humor. I want to have a godly sense of humor. I want to be able to tell jokes, but I don't want them to be at the expense of another, and I don't want the subject of them to be something sinful. I can't shipwreck my faith. I can't violate and sear my conscience. I have to live a pure life. I didn't ask God to refine the TV shows I'm watching. I was watching a show I watched for 10 years. And one day, he just came out of nowhere and said, Do you think I'm laughing at that? I'm telling you guys, this is the stuff where when someone says, How do you know you're going to heaven? I'm like, dude, I am in a relationship with God. I am truly born again. Now I ask you the same question. Do you know that you're going to heaven? Because I want to say this, and there's so much love in my heart, but if you can live however you want, and there's no correction, there's no repentance, there's no godly sorrow when you sin, I would be very afraid. Either one, you're an unbeliever, and you need to give your life to Jesus, because if not, you are heading towards eternal damnation. And God is not the one damning you. The Bible says that you are born damned. You are born heading to hell because of sin. God actually is the one who loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ for you to be set free from all of that. Sadly, the world has painted God as someone who damns and people reject him thinking he's horrible, he's a murderer, he's all these things, and he's the one trying to save. So the first person is either the, is the one who is an unbeliever. God is definitely not fathering you. Here's the second person. You're like I was for 25 years. Grew up in the church. Maybe you even serve on the worship team. You can still go out and do whatever you want. I'm telling you, if you can live like that, God is not fathering you. And you have a cause to be afraid. Either you're not really born again, or you have gone so far from God that he has turned you over to your sin. You have quenched the voice of the Holy Spirit that you've said, God, I don't want to hear your correction. I want to live my own way. And that is someone who has rejected and walked away from God. And you can't call yourself a Christian anymore because Christian means Christ-like one. And if you're not following God and allowing him to correct you and trying to be more Christ-like, then you're not Christ-like. You're world-like. And the Bible specifically talks about people who have once tasted tasted the goodness of God and seen all of these amazing things and then they walk away. There are some people in that category, it says it's impossible to renew them to repentance because they've already tried it out. 
and it didn't work for them. And so now they're just back in the world. And what's going to woo them back to Christianity except for a radical encounter with God? Maybe. I'm telling you today, right now, if you're listening to this and your heart is tender and you're even nervous and you're like, man, I need to give my life to Jesus, you do. You need to give it to him right now. And there's no prayer I'm going to lead you in. The Bible doesn't have a sinner's prayer or otherwise we'd make everyone say it. We just do it so that people have a contact point of faith and they understand, hey, this is what I'm coming into agreement with. But the real confession is to acknowledge that you've sinned before a holy God and you cry out to him to forgive you and follow him every day of your life. The Bible says that you can have confidence on the day of judgment, and I want you to. I don't want you to be wondering. I don't want you to be afraid. The Bible says that if you're dealing with fear, that has to do with torment and judgment. We're going to be judged righteously, those of us who are born again. So join God's army. Begin to follow him. Walk with him. Allow him to father you and have confidence. Listen, on that day, I'm not meeting a stranger and wondering how it's going to go. I'm meeting my father, and I'm very excited. I'm meeting Jesus. I'm meeting, the Bible says he's my brother, but I've also made him my Lord, and he's my friend, but he's also coming as a king and a judge. It's very interesting, and it's very awesome. He's all of those things, and I love him so much, and I pray that you do too. And the only way that you can really get to know him is by trusting him and spending time with him, and so I encourage you to do that, and I hope that this podcast encourages you to pursue Jesus. Guys, hey, thanks for listening. If this episode spoke to you, please share it. Um, hit that copy link button, message it to a couple family members, maybe some friends, post it on your Instagram, take a screenshot of the album cover art, post it to Instagram, put the link on there. You can tag me. I'll repost it. Let's get the word out so that more people can get born again. Amen. Listen, if you gave your life to Jesus through this episode, send me a DM. I'd love to talk to you. All right. God bless you. See you tomorrow.